0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for all the downloads and faithful listeners. You guys are the best. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and review the podcast on all services, plus right into the show at the Wolfofpallstreet at gmail.com. Due to an immense outcry from the community and countless requests, this episode features my first guest. We piped him in over the airwaves all the way from Austin, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, this episode features my best friend, Peter. Enjoy. We're cool. here, we're ready to rock and roll, episode three, and we're here with my best friend Peter. Are you coming in loud and clear, duder?
1: Hey, I'm here, P. Frank, what it do?
0: Awesome, awesome, man. Um, We were just talking <laughs> about pig calls, and I wanted to get this recorded, because I, for some reason, out of nowhere, I just went suey, and... Uh, he was like, and then he did he did one that well, was, I was so... Just, I was telling
1: Paul, I said, well, it's not really a Texas thing because I'm in Austin, but I th- I'm pretty sure that's a Nebraska thing. They have like a pig calling uh, festival every year and people <sighs> get up there. And, and my impression is...
0: I mean, have you like gone, you've gone to them, you've seen them?
1: no okay but I've, def- I've definitely seen one on okay the the tube
0: that's hilarious man seriously i couldn't imagine that i mean i figured it was just suey everywhere
1: yeah well you know they also have like frog jumping and stuff like that
0: <laughs> frog jumping
1: yeah and like loogie spitting i don't know it's weird
0: oh my Yeah, shit that goes on in Texas is definitely uh, (laughs) a lot different than things that we have here in the hood.
1: What can I say? We should be our own country.
0: I couldn't agree more, dude. Seriously. (laughs) You guys have been open up fully now or no? Like what is is the status of Texas as a whole in terms of what's open?
1: Well, the governor's implemented, uh, implemented stage one, which oh. is essentially still curbside uh, pickup for restaurants and, I'm sorry, for uh, retail stores. Mm. Um, restaurants are now open as of last Friday because May 1st, the you know, executive order to close all restaurants was lifted, but at 25% capacity. So that was my next 25- question. Yeah, twenty-five people in a hundred per hundred. Tables are six feet apart. Um, you know, it, there's they're just they're trying to do it safely and and with caution to distance.
0: Yeah, here's my thing is so. like, and I know I have friends who are in the restaurant business who are bartenders or who are servers, and they're saying that the money that they're getting on unemployment and money that they might be getting from back pay. It's like if they're going back to a full staff of their, you know, uh other waitresses there or other waiters or bartenders, if everyone goes back to work, but then there's 25% of the capacity and that's all they're allowed to operate from, what kind of money are they going to be making? You know what I'm saying? Roughly like they've 25% might... Right. <laughs> so like <laughs> they might as well not they might as well stay on unemployment cuz they're making more money there. See, that's going to be a huge issue, I think, because they're going to come off of the unemployment and then take another hit to their pay. So, but
1: Yeah, there's a big debate here because it's obviously up to up to the restaurant owner. And so it's are we paying more to have that 25% in there through overhead costs or do we wait until that number is okay. Now we're at 50% or a hundred percent capacity where we can be fully operational because at the same time you have to remember the restaurants are getting relief right now too. Mm -hmm. If they, and they're getting aid, if they open back up, they don't receive that, that money anymore. So there's a fine line somewhere. Um, but having, you know, not owning a restaurant, I, you know, I can't, I don't know.
0: I would love to own like a little like cigar bar slash jazz, like earthy little, (laughs) like, you know, you walk in the door and it's all smoky and then you have like a little band in the back that's like, like one of those little places that would be so badass. And like the selection of bourbons in there would be to die for (laughs) would be (laughs) unbelievable. But then again, yeah. can you just smoke cigars in a place like that, though? There would have to be some type of like... Uh,
1: I think you can. Aren't there actual cigar shops where they have designated rooms yeah. or... Yep,
0: there sure is. You know, There's a yeah, place uh, of the
1: smoking laws.
0: close by where they have like the shop and then in another room that's like adjacent. It's a fairly good sized room. It's my favorite place around this area, they have uh, like a seating area and then like these tables and like a couple of flat screens and stuff. I mean, they don't sell alcohol. They don't sell anything like that. You can go there and smoke. And I was in there. I'm wondering like, well, I mean, it's not that far away. You know what I mean? Like the whole store smells like cigar smoke. You know, it's (laughs) not like there's any kind of separation at all. So I don't know how they're like getting away with that. But I heard that like if you charge at some type of like membership fee, you know, if it's like a club, per se, yeah, to like work. a strip club. <laughs> yeah, someone's paying to get in, then you can smoke. But uh, I don't I You don't know.
1: have to pay to get into the smoking room in an airport.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know they had that at an airport. That shows how I, uh, ignorant I am about travel. Because, I mean, I've only been on a plane, a commercial plane, th- three, two or three times in my life. So I didn't even know they had that in an airport.
1: Well... They they, they did, whether they still do, I have no idea. I've been in airports, <laughs> I just don't look for them. <laughs> like,
0: When's the last you time you were on a me? commercial flight?
1: Do you know where your smoking yes. room is?
0: Please point me towards the room where I may smoke my Turkish uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gold cig- cigarettes. Uh, wh- uh, yeah, go for it.
1: Le- yeah, last time, um, coming back to Ohio for... Oh, nice. For Christmas. Yeah. yeah.
0: And how far, how long of a flight is that?
1: Flights aren't that bad. I mean, uh,
0: No layover as a straight through, straight through no, from Austin. No, no, no.
1: So, um, Austin to Dayton would be usually a connection in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, ah. And then, and then from there into, into Dayton or Chicago, O'Hare, and then into Dayton. But I, I, I'm a big fan of the quick turnaround on the uh, layover. So I usually try to schedule mine an hour or less. You know, I like to get off one plane, yeah, walk to the next gate, get on my next plane and, and be there without wasting a whole lot of time. I'm not a big layover person. Yeah. Uh, so when you go through DFW or Chicago, there's usually flights that have about a 43 or 45 minute connection.
0: Is Dallas-Fort so, Worth a huge airport?
1: It, no question it's big, especially because it's about right in the middle of the country. Mm. But I mean, and, and it's very busy. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: The only ones I'm big. familiar with are Atlanta, which is, I believe, the biggest in the nation. Fucking uh, huge, it's the, dude.
1: And it's, I don't know that it's necessarily <laughs> big. I, you can't quote me on that. But what I do know is it's the busiest airport mm-hmm. in the world.
0: Oh, my God. I had a layover sure. there and it was like you had to run to the gate that you were <laughs> connecting to because it was mm-hmm. so far away. But I mean other than that I've been in super small ones like um Sarasota and it's like that airport mm-hmm. has two gates. You know what I mean? It's like that's super small. So I've seen a little bit of both, but I haven't been to a ton of like airports, so I don't know if you know how Dallas, Fort Worth compares to Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dallas is just such a big metropolis. I mean, it's a large airport, but that's also uh, one of two of American Airlines hubs.
0: Uh, Um,
1: The other one being Chicago O'Hare. So it's, uh, well, actually, I don't know if that's true. It used used to be United for Chicago.
0: Don't quote him on that, everybody. We're just a couple of idiots talking right now. because remember, the
1: Bulls played (laughs) in the United Center. Oh, Mem- member.
0: I do remember um, back in the good old days.
1: It, yeah. Back in the day, it was a Wednesday.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you have lived in Texas now for 17 years.
1: Yeah. fall of 'o three. So almost, almost 17 years.
0: And you left high school and got a scholarship to play golf and fell in love with Austin. And never mm-hmm. left, never came back.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I, I've got a funny story a story about picking schools. If you want to hear it, well,
0: of course, of course.
1: Well, <clears throat> I uh, I love Florida. Used to vacation there all the time mm-hmm. growing up, and even even now, um, Texas beaches aren't quite. Uh, <laughs> as nice as the Florida coast. Yep. Let's just say there's a lot of oil production.
0: I, I feel you, man. It's my second home. <laughs> I, I love it just as much as you do. You know that.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. So, um, I, I was looking at schools and I thought, man, Florida would be a great place to go to school. I know I wanted to play golf in college. Uh, I looked up division two schools, wasn't good enough to play D one. So got this long list of schools together and, and, at the end of it, there was two schools on my list that I hadn't visited. One was the University of Tampa. One was St. Edwards University here in Austin, Texas. And I went to Florida, uh, went to Tampa, went to university, went on one of the tours, thought this is a beautiful campus, you know, I'm really close to the beach and whatever. And, and the the kicker was they sat us down and they were telling us tuition and all this. And the lady doing the presentation says, uh, the girl to guy ratio at this school is seven to one respectively.
0: <laughs> this and is t- go, This is in Tampa.
1: This is in Tampa. Oh yeah.
0: my God. So, okay. And so seven I, to one,
1: I, I don't know if I looked at my dad or what. <laughs> and I just like,
0: bingo. So
1: it's, yeah, like, that's <laughs> done. Where do I sign? It's
0: like Australia here. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
0: that's incredible. I don't. Never heard this story. I did not know that. I swear you've never yeah. told me this.
1: And so I really did think uh, my parents have a place an hour away. I thought I'm going to spend weekends on the beach.
0: What'd your dad have to say about that? Uh, he, he understood. You have to
1: understand. What, <laughs> Paul knows this, but my dad is like a 70 <laughs> year old frat guy
0: <laughs> i
1: should say he's a frat guy trapped in a 70 year old's body
0: <sighs>
1: the guy you know he he likes to have a good time yeah. i mean not to say that he wasn't strict and all that as a father but um he you know now he's, he's you got like that feeling
0: when you were around guy. him you always knew like you're like this guy likes to party and have a great time
1: <laughs> he does he has enjoyed a couple adult beverages <laughs> from time to time yeah you know, he's he's the epitome. What I like to say, and this is with all due respect, too, uh, church on Sunday, cuss on Monday.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: Uh, and a good dude. He doesn't know a stranger, you know.
0: Absolutely. Treats you like family every time you're around him. I have funny stories about just remembering coming over to your house when I was in high school, and you have two sisters And I would, one of your sisters I graduated with. So that's how your dad knew me as I'm in, uh, why is my phone ringing? Not a good time. Uh, I'm in the same grade as, as your sister. So I would show up at the back door and your dad faithfully would be in his chair, either reading the newspaper or watching television every single time I ever went over there. And you would come to that little back, and like no one came to your front door. You would come to that back door of your old house and I would show up there and it was always like, you know, we'd meet eyes and it'd be, uh, yeah, Paul, uh, what can I do you for? And <laughs> because <laughs> he's assuming, am I coming over to see your sister or are I coming over? You know, that can be the only thing. And, uh, early on I didn't, he didn't realize how close we, you know, were or whatever. We're like, I'm here to see Peter well, why didn't you say so? Come on in then, you know? And then it was all good. You know what I mean? It <laughs> right. was just really, really funny, you know? If
1: he thought you were a suitor, there would right. have been a couple more questions.
0: Exactly, exactly. But when he realized I was there to hang out with you, it was like, well, shit, why didn't you say so? And uh-huh. then, yeah, that was that was always really funny. But anyways, back well, to...
1: Yeah, but I digress.
0: Yeah, so. yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> so so I'm sitting in that meeting. I'm looking at my parents. I'm like, done cha-ching that's uh, hilarious but here's the crazy thing i that was all good and well and and two things happened the first was the golf coach there at university of tampa told me that none of their players get scholarships everybody has to prove themselves to essentially walk on and then get assigned a scholarship and i thought well that's not for me at all because i would like a spot on the team
0: to start off with, like you, I mean, essentially right. you sign up, you get your whole schedule and then you have to start off clean slate, fresh reporting to practice and then earn a scholarship. And when does that well, kick in your second year? I mean, how does that even work?
1: Well, the other thing was, what if he essentially has everybody walk on? Then am I at what would be like an open tryout? Are we oh, is wow. there 30, 40 people out there and I don't make it? So then I'm stuck at the school for at least a year or a semester, whatever. And they
0: had like a reputable golf program there.
1: Yeah, it was Division II. I I don't remember the conference as of now. But but so what <laughs> what ended up happening is is I needed to come to Texas for the, the last two schools actually that I had on my list. One in Austin, one in San Antonio. So I came to Austin flew into Austin, came and looked at the university, St. Edwards University, and met with the coach and he said, Look, you've got a spot on our team. We can give you a little bit of money. We don't really have a lot, but I've got connections and we have all these golf courses to play and we're gonna take you downtown and kind of show you what the Austin life is about. <laughs> and, and and not like any of the recruiting trips you think this was right. This was very procedural in the in the way that you know, we went to a steakhouse and you know, just hung out and talked. And and cool. that was it. My, it was my mom and I, my dad didn't come. Yeah. But, um,
0: but still, I'm sure it was probably a draw, you know, like I'm sure it was like, wow, this is really neat. Like a really neat place.
1: Well, that's the thing. So we, when we went out, it didn't happen in Tampa that happened in Austin was I could see myself living there. Yeah. You know, you know when you go to an unfamiliar city and you kind of feel weird, you kind mm-hmm. of feel out of place, mm-hmm. you kind of, Feel lost a little bit. Oh, I yeah. don't know, kind of mentally, because you you don't know which way is up. Exactly. In a sense.
0: Yep. But it didn't feel that way in Austin. did It didn't
1: feel that way. I felt, yeah. man, this is a really cool city. There's a lot to do. There's, you know, it's definitely. I'd never been to Texas before that. I mean, I literally thought I was going to be in cactus and <laughs> sand. See, that's and so there was funny. Be how people riding yeah. horses everywhere.
0: <laughs> that's how you picture it. That's how I picture it. Still to this day, it's like. You know, you have that uh mindset of like what it's supposed to be like and oh, you the get stereotype. there and it's complete yeah, zero type of like what it you know, Texas thinking boys walking around with guns on their hips and spurs on and it's like, hey man, this uh city Austin is a little different, you know.
1: Yeah, it's totally laid back. Mm-hmm. It's uh and and for everybody that doesn't know, when I moved here it was, Oh, three, I'm going to say roughly 400,000 people.
0: I was going to ask you how much has it changed since you moved there?
1: Yeah, so um, it'll be interesting to see what the census comes out with this year, but I believe we're going to eclipse the uh, million people mark, but I, I definitely know it's in the 900s of the 900,000s um, in the city proper. <sighs>
0: So and in 17 double. years roughly 6 roughly 600,000 people have moved there.
1: Yeah, well, and that's not to include all the surrounding areas. Austin itself is super popular, but it's so darn expensive that people live on the outskirts that that aren't included in that number. So there's Yeah. You know, there's suburbs Round Rock, Texas, Georgetown, Texas, Leander, Texas, Cedar Park, Texas. Buda, Texas, Dripping Springs, those all surround the city of Austin. Wow. But not included in that population. <sighs> and it's just laid back. We have, I think it's, I, I, I'd be lying if I know the exact number, but it's roughly around 100 people a day that mm. move to Austin.
0: So it's just literally done nothing but grow exponentially since 2003.
1: And there's no room either. The
0: real estate market there is extremely competitive and just thriving from what I, you know, when I talk to you, median home price, 400 grand or something like crazy like that.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, like on the outskirts of the city. Wow. Yeah. You go downtown and you want an apartment or a condo, you know. So what they've done is when, when I first moved here in 03, they had built this bank. And this bank was the tallest building in this city. And there's this picture. I don't, Paul, I don't know if I sent this to you. There's a picture from like 2005 where this bank is just any building they have. Mm -mm. And then there's a 2019 picture.
0: (laughs) It looks like the Taj Mahal.
1: (laughs) I mean, it looks like a birthday candle, you know, compared to these other just monstrosities and it's because a room to go outward. Uh, you know, there's, we're on the edge of the hill country is what they call it. And so if you go east of town by the airport, it's flat as a board. If you go west of town, it's called the hill country. It's rolling Hills. It's, it's kind of like that Cincinnati area where you're just up, down, up, down. Oh yeah. Um, which is crazy, too, because when I came out here, I was like, What it's not all flat, or,
0: yeah, that's how what? I picture There's it, and water? no rain you told- you told me this like not a week ago about the rainfall there, and it's not i mean it's decent like it's yeah, you I guys get a good amount of rain inches wow thirty
1: something inches a year
0: when I picture Texas, I just picture it like tumbleweeds rolling through town and it's dry as a bone, so I mean that's just that's funny,
1: well, but don't get me wrong, I mean. It's hot. It's hot <laughs> as balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was it? What was it today? So May fourth,
1: uh, ninety-seven. We didn't hit the record. Oh today, my! But it was ninety-seven. God. Oh my god! So and Man. the difference between us, instead of like Arizona or whatever, they say, "Oh, it's a dry heat." It's a dry heat compared to the Midwest here.
0: Yeah, Well, high today was sixty-four. Third,
1: well, it was thirty, forty, fifty percent humidity, so it's not that dry.
0: See, I think and I could take that better than the high humidity. Like when we'd go down to Florida in July on the Gulf Coast, the humidity would just choke you out. You couldn't even breathe because it was so goddamn hot. But like that's a totally different feel. Like that dry heat. And I don't it's gotta not be as bad.
1: Uh well. <laughs> I want to tell I myself
0: say. that it's not as bad.
1: Yeah, here's what I can say. I can say that in 17 years, I'm not used to it. I, oh, wow. I love this city enough to stay despite the incredible heat because it's, for instance, 2011, we ha- it was one of the hottest summers ever. I think it was the hottest summer. Now, I mean, I have to preface this by saying it was our average number of days up to like 10 years ago, it was 14 days above a hundred. Oh my God. That's not that many though. I mean, 14 days, that's two weeks. Who cares? Right. Two
0: weeks above a hundred degrees every day.
1: In 2011, we had 90 days above (laughs) a (laughs) hundred. Three
0: months, three months straight, a hundred plus.
1: Yeah, and Jesus. here's it. One day I think was 108 or 111. And no, no, it's not that dry. I mean, and that sounds hot compared to, or it doesn't, maybe it doesn't sound so hot compared to like a, an Arizona or something like that. But sounds hot that to humidity me. kills it because, you know, Arizona's humidity is like 4%.
0: Oh, okay. So that's like the super, super dry heat.
1: Yeah, the, our humidity is still at 20 or 30% during mm-hmm. that whole run. Wow. Um,
0: I mean, what would so, what would someone do if their air conditioning kinked out on conked out on?
1: Uh, it, seriously, they go stay at a friend's house until it's fixed.
0: <laughs> do they have like like an emergency? To, does are the HVAC companies like? Do they know that they have to provide like twenty four hour emergency service? I mean, you yeah, so, and could die. You over, oh, I'm and sure they, bend they do. You over for service yeah. call, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you have no you would have no choice. You would have to.
1: You have a choice not to live in
0: Texas.
1: (laughs) 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 (sighs) So, yeah, but so that was, and here's the other thing. So like last year we had 30 something days above a hundred. I'm not, I don't, not certain, Mm. but, uh, so, I mean, it was still a a way above average year, but you also have to consider the fact that there's, you know, a, a large number of those days didn't just quite get to 100. So we're talking 98s, 99s, 97s. So it's just, you know, I don't know. I, wow. I, I'm lucky that I love the city and the people and the town and, and the vibe so much to the fact that I can overlook it being so damn hot.
0: hmm Jesus. That's wild. Well, I should come visit. I can't believe it's been this long and I've never come down there.
1: Yeah, and it's the live music capital of the world. That's my that's my plug. It's it's live awesome.
0: music capital of the world. Do they have live music like at bars most like night like or every like every night? Every night. Okay. So it's like Nash. cuz like when I I took like this uh spur of the moment trip to Nashville at this old company that I used to work with, and made a lot of friends there and just one weekend we're like, let's go to Nashville. <laughs> like it was like spur of the moment and we went. And it was so much fun. But I remember that there was live music in every single bar there, which I knew, I knew that, like, in terms of country music, every single bar. And But it's like you get there, and everyone's so friendly. And it's just like, come on in and get sit down and have a drink. And, and it's like, is it is it like that? You know what I mean? Like, er, live music every single place you go. Because that would be really neat. I would like to experience that again in a different place.
1: It definitely is. I mean, there's there's bands playing all the time. There's um, uh, even if it's just a restaurant that has a a grotto or something. There's usually a band set up there, or um, there's a street downtown. I know I've told you it's, it's Sixth Street, and it's it's it runs east and west, and they shut it down Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. I think around. At ten at ten p.m. to two a.m., which is when the bars close. Okay, that,
0: that was my next question. Bars close at two.
1: Uh huh. And they, um yeah, I mean, the, it, it, there's no alcohol allowed on the streets, which is kind of different than like a New Orleans or something right, like
0: that. Right. Right.
1: But it's just <laughs> lined with bars, miles. It's a, it's at least it's a mile long, and then the streets shut down, so you don't have to worry about you know coming out of the bar and get hit by a car and. Um there's a couple different sections of downtown there's like a there's like a very young crowd that's still in college or recently graduated there's a mid 20s to late 20s crowd mm-hmm. uh section and then there's a basically 30 plus area as well and and I mean it's just the money's here and and people are moving from all over yeah and most most of the transplants are from California because California's so expensive but they want a place like some of the cities in california and and what you get is austin and and uh kind of with the the laid back lax kind of liberal attitude um but then you've got the music and you also have a much cheaper place to live compared to california Uh and we also don't have state uh income tax oh that's huge
0: so like florida
1: Exactly.
0: So it yeah. being even, I mean, large part, largely in part a college town because uh, right. of UT you know I mean? right there, you still have like the, you know, upscale areas to where there's like an affluent presence there because of the tech jobs. You were telling me that it's, there's a lot of tech jobs in Austin too.
1: There are. Yeah. There The IBM, one of the IBM Uh, campuses is here. Dell is here. Uh, its headquarters is here. Apple built, not only did they build like a five building complex here years ago, but they had signed, uh, I want to say within the last year or so to build another one that's going to house 15,000 employees for Apple. Jesus. Um, then you also have places like Silicon Laboratories which make uh, microchips. AMD is here, which makes microchips for uh, laptops and computers, stuff like that. Um, You have, uh, I forget what the name is. It used to be Freescale Semiconductor. I believe it's NX something now. I I don't Mm -hmm. know. But anyhow, they make microchips. Uh, Samsung has a huge plant here uh, that makes microchips. It's, It's very tech-oriented. I mean, half of my neighbors are in tech or coding or, you know, sales for computer things. uh, Wow. You know. um,
0: Doesn't sound like the city is going to stop growing anytime soon at all.
1: (laughs) No, well... (laughs) Well, just for kicks, I know we've talked about Austin a lot, and I apologize.
0: No, dude. It's I, almost I mean, I like it. a love letter to Austin, Texas, but it's well-deserved. I mean, it sounds like an amazing place, and I know yeah, that if, just, if it wasn't, it you wouldn't have stayed there this long, that's for sure.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, I have no family here. I've made friends, I, and it was – so my parents – and I don't know if you know this, Paul, but my parents had a rule uh, when we graduated high school that if we were going to go to college – their one rule is that that college had to be out of state.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Did you know that? No, I did not know that at all. But now <laughs> yeah, that I think so about it, all your brothers and sisters went to college out of state. So <laughs> yeah. I guess they held fast to that rule.
1: They said, uh, you know, it's for the experience. you you got to get away from home. You, I love it.
0: I love that you mentality. Know, you
1: need to be on your own and be do life. Yeah. And, so I had a sister go to school in South Carolina. I went to Texas. My brother went to uh, Colorado, and uh, my other sister went to uh, Indiana, which was the shortest one. But she yeah. really came home. It so was there. still
0: out of state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she followed the rules
1: sure. for sure. So. Oh my God! I and applied. One quote, one quote I have to tell you real quick. Oh yeah. Is. The best quote my dad ever gave me, and for anybody listening, it, I think it's a good one. And when I left for school, he said this. Don't let your books get in the way of your education.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Did he make that up? That sounds like something that, like... uh Elon Musk would say, or so, <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't even. Uh, they didn't know him Yeah, no one knew him back then. So, I,
1: I don't know if he got it from somewhere, if he made it up, but it made all the sense, yeah. In the world now, don't get me wrong, I that's had good, where I had bad gre- grades, and,
0: and then I he was all, was all in your anything. ass for that for sure,
1: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, he was all about, you know, have a good time, yeah,
0: be that's your own fantastic. Person,
1: discover who you are. So, yeah. But you better not fucking fail
0: exactly, exactly, yeah, um that's awesome, man. I guess we should talk about how we actually met, which I think is was a great story so, uh, so
1: you have to remind me, yeah,
0: so <laughs> your sister, who was in my grade, would have parties and stuff, and she'd have people over, and I would come over and like. Well, because I lived just a few streets away and we, we lived really close, uh, by, yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and I would come over and I didn't, it's not that I didn't get along with the guys and girls in my grade. I did, but for some reason we just didn't gel like that much. I wasn't never really like best friends with my classmates that were in my grade um mm-hmm. but i i would come over and this one uh get together that she had we were down in your basement and your parents had this awesome basement and in the back room there was this pool it was like a pool table room and you were back I there I
1: have that pool table by the way Do you really?
0: Uh-huh. Oh my god. So i was back in that room or whatever and somehow you were down there Like um, amongst all of us, and you were three or four years younger than me. Three, three years younger than me, and Mm. I and you were just whipping these pool balls at one another with your hands, like not actually playing pool, like
1: (laughs) just. There's a name for it. I forget what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As hard as you can, and I'm like, okay this guy is more on my intellectual like plane like this uh, this guy is more <laughs> so sad. on my mature <laughs> this guy is more at my level of maturity like this is where i need to be and ju- we just hit it off that night do you not remember this night
1: no i uh, really don't
0: oh wow and uh and we sounds
1: like some B- Bobby Boucher. Shit. Yeah.
0: And we just, uh, hit it off then and hung out like the whole night. And then ever since then, every time I'd come over there, it was like, Hey, uh, is Peter home? <laughs> you know, like, uh, and, uh, I just thought that was pretty funny, but that was my maturity level at that point. So it was about three years behind, if not more than that, but, <laughs> but yeah. And then I started giving you rides, you know, like, because I was older, so I'd have my license. And if you didn't want to ride with your sister, I'd come pick you up. Or if she was busy or whatever, and give you rides to school, give you rides home. And and that uh, was pretty cool.
1: In in the Mantis.
0: That's right. In the 86 Pontiac, dude. The thing was a beast. Didn't <laughs> even have a cassette player. <laughs>
1: uh, it didn't even have a cassette player. It just had a radio. Uh, maroon? Maroon.
0: Perhaps? Yep, maroon. Uh-huh. Um,
1: the
0: thing was yeah, a beast. The, well...
1: You were a senior, I was a freshman, and going to school. I, my sister had something, and I she told me actually the other day what it was because I had mentioned this to her, and and uh, it was some volunteer service or something every Friday, and we'd go to school and get donuts and mm-hmm. you know orange juice because I definitely didn't drink coffee then, and
0: <laughs> no, it did. I didn't start till college,
1: <laughs> and
0: it's every bit every day since then.
1: Right and we would just have a ball and then yeah, oh, like dude. you said you ended up coming over for uh for me instead of my sister which and that goes without saying you weren't even dating my sister no you guys were friends and you're yeah. still friends yeah you just happen to keep coming over it, to hang out with me
0: exactly <laughs> oh my gosh man those are some good times. Great stories. Yeah. And then you'd t- toilet paper my house. I would toilet paper your house.
1: Well, you know, whatever it takes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, Charmin, bro. All, all day, every day.
0: Exactly. So I don't know why it is, but it's always been that way. Like their clothes well, always fit. Like an XL shirt there even fits fits me tight.
1: Well, I feel like I just can't. I'm Paul, and I are nearly the same size, and mm-hmm. I just I can't even tuck in one of those shirts. I, I just, yeah, I feel like it's shorter than short. and, and whiter.
0: Not only are they more narrow and they fit incredibly tight, but they're short too.
1: Right. That sucks, right. dude. I I didn't know it was a a, a naval uh, showing <laughs> shirt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, maybe this whole bankruptcy thing isn't really because well, of the, the thing. COVID crisis.
1: What, what's the average men's height? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at some point it was like 5'9". I was going right? to say
0: that, 5'9 or 5'10". Somewhere around in right. there. Yeah, I'm, average.
1: I'm 6'1". What are you? I'm
0: like right at 6'. Okay. Yeah, you're so, taller than I am for sure.
1: And I wear 36 also. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you talked about seven jeans. I will tell you this. I have never found a pair of seven jeans. Not not only what? now. Call me old school, but I'm not into
0: just, designer jeans.
1: The, well, no, 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 that's fine. But I don't like bear hugs <laughs> around the thighs. <laughs> Hate it. I mean, no, I, mean I wanted gone.
0: to. I want them to fit loose, but still look not sloppy. Okay.
1: Right, not like a 1995
0: sloppy. Right, because nowadays the tapered, like, around the ankle is in. So I don't mind it if it's super tapered at the bottom. To show off my Yeezys, you feel me? (laughs) But, like, yeah, they're not, like, the boot cut's not in anymore, really. But, like, even though their slim fit is in now, clearly, like, I still don't want it to be, like you are saying, like, nut huggers. You know, like, who wants that? Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and I don't want to have trouble getting them off. Like, you know, if the situation arises that I need to get them off quickly, (laughs) whether it's for sex or it's for a a horrendous shit. (laughs) Uh, You
0: got to get them off quick.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't want them sucked, vacuumed on.
0: So you've never been able to find a good pair of sevens, really?
1: No, because they don't really give a lot of room in the junk.
0: So, are you saying that their advertising of for all mankind is false advertising?
1: It ain't for Pete
0: Mankind to tell you that. I have like one or two pairs of faithful jeans that I'll wear. And then I have like these nice Tommy Bahama um, khaki, like.
1: Are comfortable,
0: khakis? comfortable fit like khakis that I'll wear pretty regularly that fit me good, and the jeans are Robert Graham. Okay, haven't I, heard of it. Yeah, I actually got those on sale uh, down in Florida. It's a crazy deal on them, or else I wouldn't have spent the the money on them. They're like three hundred bucks, but I got them for like seventy five bucks, I think. But they they have been like my go to jeans for a long time, and I'm in the market for a new pair. And uh I mean I've had sevens in the past and they're really good. So I don't know, man. I guess I won't be I, going to J. Crew. I don't think I've ever had a pair of J. Crew jeans, though.
1: No, I haven't. I finding
0: I, a pair of jeans that fits is a bitch. It really is. Like I, I hate it. I've never I feel been... like
1: jeans are more personal on how they fit than a lot of other clothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I'm super picky about my jeans, but I'm mm-hmm. not as picky. About a polo shirt, no or, yeah, hundred you know, percent like that, like if I like the way it looks and it you know, the polo shirt and whatever, but it, you know shirts are loose anyhow, so it's it's not unheard of to uh, I guess be a little little more lenient with those, but right I will tell you this, I frequent Nordstrom rack a lot, yeah, and my go to is a brand called Joe's. Joe's. Yeah, Joes, kill it, man. They have good style and don't hug in the places they shouldn't.
0: J-O-E's? I'm sorry? J-O-E-S?
1: You, apostrophe, if you apostrophe will. Apostrophe
0: I, <laughs> um, I want to ask you about your love of cars. And I know that's Go something on. that you're definitely passionate about. And I remember I would come over to your house uh, and... Did it start with the fact that your dad loved cars? I mean, I always got that feeling because it was like he would just have a new car frequently and it was like a, some badass Firebird. And then all of a sudden you'd have some badass Corvette and it's just like, dude, this is great.
1: Well, so one thing you have to know is, <laughs> as Paul probably remembers, we had a family minivan. <laughs> Uh, for years and years. I mean, since I was a kid until I was in high school, which is what I drove to high school. But when I was given...
0: (laughs) When did you get the Grand Am? Am? I don't remember that.
1: Uh, I was given... I got a Grand Am in my, I don't know, sophomore year, maybe junior year. okay. But I drove the van because my parents were super strict, and they said, hey, look... For all four kids, these are the rules. This is how it's going to be all through the line.
0: I was going to say, I and thought so, you had that in high school. So you still drove the van. I, right? No,
1: I I did. And I did have it in high school. But when I got my uh, license at the end of freshman year, going into sophomore year, I drove the minivan. It was a Plymouth Grand Voyager. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to take seven friends somewhere? Oh, and it had like a Bose system. Oh, yeah, that's the, true.
0: It would have had a good sound system in it.
1: It had a great sound system, and you could take your friends everywhere, and we would just bump that thing, two-pack shaker.
0: I mean, <laughs> no, please stop, dude.
1: People serious. are going to think
0: that you're serious.
1: Huh? Dead serious. <laughs> Dead serious. I mean, it had those tabs. You can, you can move up for bass, treble, and mid, and we would just turn the bass all the way up and that thing, I'm telling you what, it sounded really good. And, uh, I bet (laughs) we would drive that thing. And then, um, but because the minivan at that point went to me, my parents were always big into cars. They were big into fast cars. And so my dad at the time when I got the van, got a, uh, Thunderbird when they re-released the Thunderbird. Oh my God. I totally forgot
0: about that. I remember that.
1: My, my mom got a, a Trans Am convertible. It was black on black, you know, just black on black all with with chrome wheels.
0: See, I thought um, that in my memory, I thought that was a Firebird. So it I was, was ro-
1: Firebird am Oh, OK,
0: OK, 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 cool. I remember the black the on black version
1: they made at the time.
0: I was like, I thought that thing was badass.
1: And that was the first time you could get personalized plates, too. And so she thought it was so clever. And I, I still agree with her. She got a plate, uh, the bat was what, like the, the Batmobile, but it was D-A
0: space B-A-T. Oh, wow. I, I don't, do not remember that.
1: Yeah. And then she had a, she had a red Firebird after that, Trans Am with a black top. And then in, I want to say O two 2 ish somewhere in there, she got a Corvette, mm-hmm. um, Meanwhile, I think my dad kind of held on to the same couple of cars during that time, but they were just always car people. They <laughs> thought, okay, the kids are grown up. We don't have a, the minivan, and the, the kids are in college, the older kids, and uh, they either didn't have cars at college or you know, some of the older ones did or were out of college by then because I was the youngest, but uh, they just always had kind of sports cars after that point. Two-seaters, I mean, I remember... Rolling up to the golf course in the vet, ready to play, mm-hmm. play golf and with my clubs in the back. Like, yeah. Mom, I'm taking your car today. Have fun in the van.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember you would drive the vet every once in a while. You would get permission to drive the vet to school. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would be like, I mean, I was never one to be like, oh, man, that's bullshit. Or like hate on anybody or be jealous because like, hey, their parents have a corvette and it's badass and uh and uh i mean we were friends anyways but i mean friends hate on each other i think maybe more than no. people that aren't friends hate on one yeah. another but uh, they I, should i think under their breath i would hear people be like man fuck that kid and it's just like man you don't even know him you know what i mean like he's the last of the good guys man you you're hating on the wrong person right now but it was just oh, like I, I loved it because people would be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that car. It was fast as shit.
0: Was it a Z06? What?
1: No, it wasn't. It was just a standard convertible vet. I, I
0: mean, thought your dad had a Z06. Uh-uh.
1: He oh. no. My dad never had a Corvette. That was it my that was strictly your mom's. F- yeah, out of all the faster cars, it wow. was always my mom's cars.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. Trans
1: Am, Trans Am, vet. Then she had a three hundred and fifty Z. I mean, that was that's a Nissan. Uh huh. Okay,
0: I remember that. God, I had forgotten all about that. I do remember that car though. What color was that?
1: Orange. Okay, that's what I was gonna say.
0: And the Corvette was kind of burnt orange too, or was it reddish? No,
1: it was. It was more like a maroon. Yeah. But with a tan top, so it was slick. I took it to prom.
0: Oh, uh, damn.
1: Yeah, it was it camp.
0: Was so, so your love for fast cars actually comes from your mom.
1: It does, yeah.
0: Whoa. Uh, I don't think I ever uh, realized that. Which is that.
1: how I got into golf, too, which is crazy. What?
0: I mean, I knew your mom golfed. I knew she was good, right? She's I mean, way
1: better than my dad. Wow. And he doesn't care that I say that. I say it to his <laughs> face. <laughs> ah,
0: that's so funny. Well, I hope they yeah. listen to this episode. Your mom will be cracking up. Yeah.
1: she. Uh, she I think, you know, they had a uh, junior program at the place where I played golf. And so I think, to be honest, they were like, well, let's see if he likes this. It's something for him to do. I think she was really like, get this fucking kid out of my hair. Right.
0: And well, you were uh, the baby. And she's like, okay.
1: Yeah, and I took a liking to it, but yeah, it was uh it was because of her and consequently my dad plays too. But uh would she
0: push you to pursue it or did you automatically just want to?
1: No, no pushing at all.
0: What is the I best? Started off, what's your best round ever? This is gonna piss me off because uh, you're gonna be like, um oh, sixty-seven.
1: Uh, well, how pissed off do you wanna be? I <laughs> believe it was a sixty-four. Oh my god. I was if for any non-golfers out there. I uh, and he's
0: not bullshitting. For anyone listening, he's literally this good at golf. I can well, verify I was, that. I've seen it.
1: I w- the best I'd ever been was a senior in college. I was a plus three handicap, but uh, I was uh, seven under through ten holes. <sighs> um, yeah, it was it was a good round. And so I,
0: as you're making the turn, are you shitting your pants, or are you like, okay, all right, well, was, let's keep this going. So
1: number, number number ten of this this particular golf course was a par five, and I think I birdied it to make me seven under. So I was six over on the or six under on the front mm-hmm. was then seven under through ten. I think I parred the next couple. Uh, no, I, you know what? I take that back. I think I was seven under through thirteen. Now that I think about it. Because I remember specifically I got to the 14th hole and one of my buddies was like, you can't fucking blow this, bro. Like, oh, fuck that guy.
0: Oh, no, he did not.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's the last thing that's I need the, to hear oh, right now.
0: <laughs> that guy deserves uh, I, to be body slammed, dude. How do you I even say That's that like hole. saying, hey, this guy's throwing a no hitter. Oh, you <laughs> piece of shit. That's it was wor- the
1: uh, commentator's curse, if you will. Yeah. For sure. And uh, so I get up on, I believe, 10, 11, 12, I think it was 13. Yeah, so the 14th hole, I just put one in the woods. Oh. Uh, ended up doubling, so I was back to five. But that what was crazy is I came in with, gosh, I guess four birdies in a row or something like that, Whoa. or three birdies out of that. But anyway, course record was 63, so I, I missed it. Oh, uh, close. And I, yeah, it, but it was one of those days like could do no wrong. Except yeah, for that one hole.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't your fault. It was that asshole that said that. He totally yeah. jinxed you. Brick. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> so back to the car. So after college, or did you have a G8 going into a, at college?
1: No, no, I still had the Grand Am until a couple years after.
0: Okay, so then that was your first. I mean the engine in the G8 was good. Yeah, see, not to be fucked yeah, with. Yeah,
1: it was. Uh, Corvette would have been a six six liter V8. It was the LS2 motor. Mm-hmm. They didn't call it that because it had active fuel management, so it shut down to four cylinders whenever you were cruising. But, right.
0: So that was just to it was uh, just, conserve fuel.
1: Yeah, it's the same one they put in the vet. It just had a different feature on it. But, wow. Uh, yeah. So I had that one.
0: And then you moved and on to the CTS V. I
1: had a CTS V. And that's your favorite car
0: ever, right? That you ever had.
1: as of now, yeah. Um, favorite favorite car. Uh, it was just super fast. Stupid fun, fast. Super supercharged. I mean, automatic power at all ends, slow. I mean, if you were going twenty or you were going eighty, it would just pin you to the back. Damn. Now, this is naturally aspirated with a supercharger as opposed to now. That was back in 2014 as opposed to – or 15. As opposed to now, we have electric cars and it's – you know, they're super fast and automatic. they just have torque from the get-go, you know. But I'm, I'm big into American muscle. I'm big into American cars.
0: And, and I would say the same for me. Like if I had the choice, yeah, I mean, is a Tesla going to off the line take – a Corvette. Yes, right? No question. Right. So but then at some point I mean, not too far down the line, the Corvette's gonna catch up pretty heavy handedly, uh, right? I mean, I mean if you
1: Yeah, if you have the Texas Miles, they call it where you get like a uh uh for lack of a better term, running start down a line and they, yeah. they usually do it on runways. Yeah. You pass a cone, and then you floor it, and you see how fast you can get up to by the time the mile's over with. Yeah. Um, and then you have to slow the fuck down by the end of that runway. But
0: if you're on the Autobahn. <laughs> yeah. oh. Dude, but, we, had uh, the, we had this German exchange student when I was in grade school. I, I can't think of what his name was, but he would talk about the Autobahn. And he was like, on the Autobahn, there is no speed limit. <laughs> and I would be like, I was fascinated by that. Because, I mean, you're, what, 12 or whatever? You didn't know that. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Right. You go however fast you want to go. And I'd be like, what if you get, and I remember this. I'll never forget this. I said, what if you get in a, what if you get in a car wreck? And then he looked at me, he goes, well, then you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: like matter of fact. Yeah.
0: Well, then you die. Okay, oh, he sounded like a James Bond cool. villain, dude. That's cool, though.
1: What, is, what more does a German want to <laughs> <than die? laughs> but Anyways, um, okay, back to what you we were
0: saying.
1: That's uh, It's just funny because I, I was thinking of uh, uh, this. Do you remember the bad guy who's German in Lethal Weapon?
0: Yeah, Diplomatic Gru- Immunity. Gruber, Gruber. Oh, no, dude, that was Die Hard, bro.
1: Die Hard. I'm sorry. No, that's oh, my
0: so Die. many people are mad at you right now. No, oh, it's okay. all right. We I'm, we corrected it.
1: But anyhow, they uh, there's this guy that always goes on on uh, Conan. His name's Flula.
0: Oh, and he, yeah.
1: And he'd say stuff like, uh, "I I do not understand what his party pooper. <laughs> well, who who is pooping at the parties, and why? And why are they pooping at the parties? That's good. Are you doing it?" W- are you doing it with door open?
0: <laughs> 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 oh, shit. But
1: anyhow. The stupid
0: what? American slang.
1: Yeah. Party pooper. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so. so
1: the CTSV was awesome. And then uh, I went to a slower sedan and I, I just missed the fast car right now. So <sighs> I definitely want to get back into one.
0: You are. You're going to get a f- stupid fast car. That's going to be your next one, man.
1: I'm hopeful for a vet, either Grand Sport or a Z06. Older model, not the new one, because they're giving such good discounts on it. But the new one's sick, man. It's a mid-engine Corvette. And its you can get, I want to say it's, I I know this for a fact, the starting price of the 2020 Corvette is $59,995. If you add the Z51 package... To that, which I believe is like $7,000. Don't quote me, but it's something near that. That Corvette will do zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds.
0: Oh my God.
1: Ridiculous. That's supercar numbers.
0: Well, I was going to say. Yeah, go
1: ahead. It's roughly, you know, $66,000. That's to get those numbers uh, in an, a McLaren a lambo you know those things you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on and this american you know uh v8 uh-huh. is doing it in that fast and, and they're easier to work on i think it looks just as good i mean that's that's obviously bias but you know but i'm an american
0: hell yeah See now, I I just pulled this up. Tesla now claims a two point three second zero to sixty for the Model S. But yeah, is that yeah. one not even out yet? Or can no, you? No, get...
1: it is because it's Ludicrous Plus mode. I think.
0: Okay, so that's that. You have to get the Ludicrous package. Is that? Did he do that because of Spaceballs? Ludicrous speed.
1: I do know that that they did Ludicrous Plus, and it is ridiculous dumb fast fast. i mean 2.3 seconds dude i mean that's that's crazy it's unheard of
0: (laughs) i mean 2.8 is so fast
1: well and that's the thing i i also think so let's compare that to that that z51 uh corvette the 2020 corvette yeah if that vet costs sixty six, sixty seven thousand dollars somewhere in there. Uh huh. Um with the Tesla, okay go ahead. That Tesla going two point three uh huh is gotta be the P one hundred D.
0: So that's like a hundred grand.
1: Uh bro, that's like a hundred and forty grand.
0: Oh really? Yeah.
1: Well which so, is the
0: one that's not out yet? There's one that's the, the roadster. Okay, so they're yeah. saying here So
1: th- it's probably less than that in the roadster, huh?
0: Yeah. 2020 Tesla Roadster makes surprise debut. Does zero to 60 and 1.9. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's death
1: in a production car that. So that's the biggest thing when they say zero to whatever. OK, there are cars out there that people soup up that they get to eighteen hundred horsepower that are yeah, like yeah. Camaros or, you know, that, that sort of thing. And they soup them up.
0: But We're you're talking. buying this off the showroom floor and that's how it comes.
1: Yes. <coughs> and my neighbor has a Tesla and he just has like the 60 kilowatt hour battery. You know, it's the, it's the lower range, but they have another va- uh, gas vehicle. So it's yeah. no big deal, whatever. And it's just the oddest thing. I mean, if you haven't been in one.
0: I haven't. It's like it's, a golf cart when it takes off
1: yeah it's even more quiet than a golf cart (laughs) you're in a cab and there's glass around you and all that oh god you don't hear a thing but your head flies back and hits the seat you're just like what the fuck
0: so even in his just base model he's got a model three
1: uh model s
0: oh he does have the s
1: yeah he's got the s but the 60 kilowatt battery which the battery itself doesn't really matter that just means how long will it last?
0: Oh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many lowered, miles?
1: Right. Until you exactly, have to charge it. The, the range, and then, um, now he doesn't have the option because his is an older one to have the ludicrous mode. I think that's also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's only a dual motor one. His uh-huh. is a single, uh, single motor. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Jesus. And that cause that makes it essentially all wheel drive. They all go at the same time. Dude, that thing that the the battery is in the bottom of the car and the center of gravity is so low you can take turns faster than any gasoline car you've ever been in. Wow. Cause it just sticks to the ground. It, it is it's crazy.
0: As as enticing as that sounds, I mean, yes, it would be really cool to have one, but if I had my pick, I would probably have to stay like like you were saying with American muscle and get an awesome Corvette or a CTS V or I don't know. That's neat though. But it's like, why not get a sick Porsche too? You know, like
1: for that much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he's bummed too, because as much as he loves it and he does love it, um, he's the technology is great Mm -hmm. but it's not to the point where we're at such an extended range that like he can't drive to houston which is 165 miles 170 miles one way and get back this is to go to let's say his parent um and get back on that charge because he can't charge at his parents house they don't have a charger
0: oh well didn't so, didn't they map it out to where nationwide, of course they probably haven't I mean, maybe that's just up and down seventy five and seventy or you know like the major interstates, but like don't they have it mapped out where there's charging stations pretty yeah. frequently?
1: Yeah, they definitely do, especially, uh, well, at least I know in Texas they do. It's between all the big cities yeah. and actually, yeah. you know, in the big cities they have them and, and all that. So but.
0: you're just saying he doesn't want to have to stop for 45 minutes and charge up. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, and he would be able to get all the way to his parents' house, no question, because he can go 200 and whatever miles and it's only 165 or 170 there. But they don't have a charger there, so then he'd...
0: Oh, the like, trip okay, home we'll is where he's having right. stuff, yeah
1: or or hey can you watch the kids while i go charge for two hours <laughs> and they were probably like mm, no maybe you should have thought about that
0: yeah <laughs> now if you're blasting ac and you've got the radio up booming and, and you know what i'm saying is that decreasing your drive time
1: uh yes okay. uh, it all does it if yeah it's hotter outside if right um If you're going above a certain miles an hour that they've deemed was the optimal speed you should go for this many miles. Right. Yeah. Like in Texas, we have a highway here uh, just outside of Austin. It's a toll road that surrounds the city where the speed limit is 85 miles an hour. Oh, damn. And if he was going that fast on that highway, I would just suck power.
0: Yeah. Yeah so uh, I, i've actually sat in a tesla before i've never ridden in one but you know how they in the malls they'll have like tesla stores have you seen those
1: mm-hmm. yeah pick so, your color
0: right so like you go in there and they'd have one and i remember the first time i sat in one i mean this is years ago but the the screen in there mm-hmm. is insane
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's like 17 huge or something.
0: yes like that blew me away i had no idea it looked like that it looks so futuristic now how do you feel about the truck is it dumb
1: i think it looks like shit
0: <laughs> i think
1: it's sick i think i've taken prettier shits than that truck.
0: <laughs> so if i told you i had one pre-ordered you'd say i was an idiot
1: i would say <laughs> defriend me <laughs> on every no, social media and lose my number
0: bro if i pulled up in front of your house for my first time ever in austin and i drove my tesla tesla truck from ohio to texas if you
1: set foot on my property that <laughs> second, i'd have a right you, to shoot you
0: you'd be like <laughs> that is that law in texas what's that called like and it's
1: called. You kill them on the front porch, and <laughs> drag them into the house.
0: <laughs> There's some name to it, but that's true, right? If someone's on your property, you can legally be like, "Hey, it's your ass."
1: Absolutely. Haven't, you, haven't That's you fantastic, dude. Have it? Yeah, it's definitely it's private property. You 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 have the right to bear arms. Uh, they're trespassing. I, I don't know if that <laughs> 911 on call was in Texas. I'm. Oh god, I'm only. I'm almost one hundred percent certain it was. Have you ever heard that 911 call where the guy says that there's somebody. He says, there's somebody breaking in to my neighbor's house.
0: Oh, to his neighbor's house.
1: Yeah. He says, I'm going to shoot him. And the 911 person says, sir, do not shoot him. And uh, he says, I'm going to shoot him. And they're running. You can hear him. He's running like towards the neighbor's house. No way. Guys start running away. And he's like, "I'm gonna shoot him." And the 911, said don't shoot him, sir! Don't shoot him." He said, "I shot him."
0: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's and I, I, I don't, I, I would be lying, but I, I'm pretty sure that guy got off because it's, it's something about like it, it they, they might have been. Uh,
0: I shot him. Huh. I shot him. I shot him. So even though it was I, on his neighbor's property, he got off, huh?
1: Yeah, I, wow. and I I don't know what the law is, but yeah, you can, you can be loaded in your in your car. Um, <laughs> you can't be visible, but you can you can bear an arm without any special licensing. Um, yeah. Can, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, and I think it's the same here in Ohio. Is that openly, you can open carry legally.
1: Not without a license, though.
0: For an open carry? Correct. Like, if you're not hiding it at all? Okay, I don't know. I, I don't know this, so don't go. Well, me on okay, that. Well, okay,
1: so so a vehicle is your personal property, right? So you can have it in your vehicle.
0: Just sitting on the dash, loaded.
1: No. I, I Well, okay, I, you can't quote me on it. I have no idea.
0: Okay, I thought you what could. What I know no. is...
1: Many people I know carry guns in their vehicles and it's 100% legal without any special licensing. Yeah. Because it's your vehicles, your private property. Um, a lot of people I know have guns in their houses. Uh, oh, yeah. Personal protection, all that
0: stuff. Yeah. But if you want there's to conceal open carry. it. Yeah.
1: Well, there's open carry, which in Texas is if you have the license, you have to go through the class and all oh, that. Oh, okay. If you get the license and you can carry it on your hip out in the open, sure. I, Do you see I that mean, a lot? I would say probably more often than than some of the some other states that have the same law. And, <laughs> and whether that's the conceited Texas thing to say, whatever. The, the, I, you know.
0: This goes back to the stereotypical picture in my head that I have of Texas. Every person mm-hmm. is like, "Morning, ma'am," and he has like a fucking hand cannon on his waist.
1: Uh. some do and i'll tell you what my sister she uh, she wasn't sure what to think about it she thought she'd be uncomfortable whatever well i this was before while the law went into effect and i hadn't seen anybody yet and then then eventually i did Uh and i thought i wonder how i'm gonna feel when i see this and i and i saw the this guy now I'll tell you what.
0: And this I is your sister that's the black sheep of the family because of her liberal uh viewpoint.
1: Correct. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, so oh I god, it's fucking funny. I
1: see this guy and I am not shitting you, I think I was in Staples or the H- Office Depot. I'm I'm fairly certain it was Office Depot, which that's, I think huh. they're all one and the same now, but My, yeah. He was checking out, getting paper, but he had a, he had a pace on his hip. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, I've never been so comfortable because I'll tell you what, that guy looked like if there was any shit going to yeah. get down, this was, yeah, he was probably a 50, 60 year old man. Sure.
0: I'd have ducked behind uh, him.
1: I knew he had been through like a 30 hour course and he's probably been around guns his whole life, the way he looked. And I'll tell you what, I'd get right behind that motherfucker. Hell that yeah. Went down. Of course. Because I he'd be like, I'm gonna get behind the counter because this dude's about to take care of business.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I never
1: felt threatened towards me.
0: Right, right. So that's good. I think I a know. lot of people have that mentality. You know, it's the it, around here they passed concealed carry in the last few years. It's been a number of years, but it's a, a more recent thing. And then you have to take a class and and uh, have the license to conceal the weapon on, on your person, if you will. Right. And, uh, but I will. what <laughs> what makes me nervous is like that is a big responsibility. And if you have it on you, there's no carelessness at all because an ignorance to the law is not an excuse. So if you're forget and you go into a bar and you have one drink, that's a fucking felony. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to always be like on your game. You can't slip up whatsoever. You're going to dearly pay for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. Not to but get, at the
1: same time, I think they do so much <laughs> drilling it in your head about what the rules oh, are. Oh, yeah. Where you can and can't take you're it. You're just self-conscious. Right. Yeah. These are the warning labels on the front of businesses that you need to be aware of. Right. You can't take them into hospitals. You can't, you know, those still things apply to people, even if they've got. Sure. uh, Open carries. We have sealed uh, concealed carry as well. Mm -hmm. It was just another option. So um, I know a cop that I mean, that's a little bit of a uh, of a different scenario, but they, they basically, when they pass their test, they, they can carry it whenever they want.
0: Right. Um, on duty, off duty, concealed, mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. you name it.
1: I don't know about open, but they definitely can conceal all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because they go through so much training and their background checked so deep. Mm-hmm. They just, they're, yeah, that they, it's,
0: it's fine. That's fine. I meant to, now that you just said cop, I meant to ask you this the other day. So you were saying how uh, you got pulled over for the first time in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you taught me this a number of, I mean, a number of years ago. <laughs> you said, this is what you do when you get pulled over. Because you used yeah. to swear by the fuzzbuster that you had. And, oh my God, this one, If if I get a ticket, they'll pay for it. If I can prove that it was on and... And monitoring if there was radar and all this stuff, but you said if the cop comes up to you, your window, you say, "When was the last time your radar was calibrated, and when was the last time you were recertified to use it?" Correct.
1: Uh, that's true. I used to think that I had not <laughs> used that <in> a <laughs> because <while>. I
0: <laughs> wanted to ask you the other day if you whipped that on that officer that pulled you over, and I forgot that- to ask you that.
1: I didn't, I didn't, you know, um, so here in Texas, I get pulled over, pulled over so seldom, four or five years, whatever. We have uh, a deferred option for our tickets where we can take defensive driving is what it's called. And it's a six hour course online. And you, you take this course, you get a certificate. It's like 25, 30 bucks, something like that. And your, your ticket that you've received, you pay... Whatever fine it is that, that it is that, that jurisdiction says that you pay yeah. if you're going to take this class. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, you don't get any points on your license. It's expunged. Nobody sees it. Insurance doesn't see it. Nobody sees it. So Whoa. I almost quit kind of going down that line of trying to uh,
0: yeah. you know, argue with the make, officer. Make best friends with a state trooper.
1: Right. I mean, well, that sure shit isn't going to happen. And so <laughs> Not in Texas anyway. They're, they're, they're balls to the wall. I'm sure. That. I'm sure. So, you know, I just kind of take my medicine and I'm like, okay, well, right. I haven't had one in four years, five years. It's about time and I get
0: to take. <laughs> I'm due. I do.
1: I, I'm due. Well, and right. the thing was on that ticket, as I told you, I wasn't, I didn't think I was speeding. I thought, well, okay. Yes, I was speeding. I was going 74 and a 70.
0: That's crazy. Was it,
1: was it worthy of what I thought was being pulled over? No. However, he thought I was in a 55-mile-an-hour zone, so I was going 19 over in his eyes.
0: Wow. Oh, that's right. But you drove back by.
1: I, I did drive back by, and what happened, in my opinion, is that they had started construction and had bulldozed the 70-mile-an-hour uh, sign that I was <laughs> in when I was going there.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And that uh, he was using it to his advantage to be like, no, no, it's 55 way back there. And I'm like, yeah, like four miles ago it should have changed by now.
0: <laughs> what are you yeah. going to do?
1: No, nah, I, 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 I drove by. I don't think because there's a stated 55 mile an hour, I don't think I have any grip on, on getting it dismissed. So yeah. I, I'm going to pay it. I'll do the class and I won't have any points on my license. So no big deal. You're the man. I won't get another one for four or five years.
0: I have <laughs> never tried. I mean, I've rarely got a speeding ticket, but I didn't. I haven't tried that. Has that spiel worked for you before?
1: In Ohio, it did.
0: Wow! Uh, wow!
1: Because the guy didn't know.
0: He's like, I don't know when the last time I was recertified.
1: No, well, he definitely wouldn't say that. He was like, well, you know, let me go check. (laughs)
0: I'll be right back. And he just drives off. Yeah,
1: yeah, BRB. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That kid must have been a lawyer.
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not like that. I don't. Yeah. I I respect law enforcement. I I just, uh, you know, nobody wants to get a ticket if they don't have to.
0: Exactly exactly
1: but i think cops are good i you know there's some bad percent but but you know there's the the ones that i know they they definitely work hard and and protect and serve it's for sure and i tell them a couple that i talked to you know i i can't thank them enough just like military i just absolutely you know stay safe out there thinking about you whatever
0: yep i say that to my dad all the time thanks for your service bud he would always say if they need me to go back i'll go i'm like dad they they don't (laughs) they don't they don't (laughs) well i'm just saying if they do i'll get my goddamn m16 and i'll be there for big i'm getting my luger for djt i'll be on the front line (laughs) i'm like dad they they don't need need you to go back but (laughs) i'm just saying okay man
1: They don't draft (laughs) senior
0: citizens. Oh, shit. Yep. He's a real American.
1: God damn it. You buy craftsmen because it's made here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, this has been amazing. Um,
1: Well, thanks for having me, Paul. Hell yeah. Great. I love you, buddy. You're a good friend. I love you too. You're my best friend.
0: You're my best friend. And we're going to, I'm going to have you on as a regular guest and we're going to do this again. But, uh, you know, I thank you, and I will talk to you soon, dude. Thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping yeah, by. Like, we we piped you in from Austin over the airwaves.
1: Thanks for stopping by, San Diego. Yeah,
0: just to let everyone know, we did not break uh, social distancing protocols or stay at home. He is... Wait, he's
1: 1,200 <laughs> miles breaking social distancing? He's I'm 1,200
0: sure. miles away, and we uh, piped him in over the internet. And the sound quality is that good because I'm that good. (laughs) Mm, Yeah,
1: we'll go with that.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. Take it easy.
1: You too. If she's easy, take her twice. That's
0: right.